Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Jerb, joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbot. What's up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. What, 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 what's up? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 welcome into the show. Uh, this is the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Today we're covering all the early window matchups, going through every single one of those matchups and talking about starts and sits to get you ready for uh, the weekend to set your lineups. Um, before the lovely Thursday night game that we have coming up that I'm sure is going to do record numbers in viewership. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't already, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Um, what else before we get into this? Devontae like Adams. Subscribe. True Raider. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. In true Raider fashion, He's he's got a case. Uh, so <laughs> got a case, got a case. Had to do it for his rep, his street cred. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sick of yeah. the Raiders slander. This is bullshit. Two episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. in a row. <laughs> it's just too much fun. Wouldn't be an NFL season without a little bit of Raiders drama and legal action. So, um, you know, staying true to the shield. At least this time it didn't involve a car. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> who's who's uh, slandering now, man? I can't help it. You guys are toxic. It's a different <laughs> <laughs> uh, In case you're unaware... Uh, buys this week, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, um, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Tennessee Titans. So make sure those guys are out of your lineups before Thursday night kickoff. But let's get right into the matchups here. Um, first game, Thursday night football, the Washington Commanders taking on the Chicago Bears. Uh, apparently, it's an even spread. Yep, no favorite. Uh, Those both teams are terrible. Uh, over under of thirty eight points. Um, both teams are terrible. Yes, <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> I guess let's uh, let's start on the commander side of the football. Carson Wentz cleared to play on Thursday after dealing with that shoulder injury last week. Um, Wentz has had some some big games fantasy wise. Um, but what do you guys think this week? Is he a worthy streaming option if you're looking for a quarterback to stream? You know, you're probably not having to look for a quarterback to stream, if I'm being completely honest, because the only like solid quarterback that is on by this week is Derek Carr. Um, if you had Jared Goff, you probably picked him up off of waivers anyway, so at, he probably wasn't the only quarterback on your roster. Um, but if you are in a position where you do need to stream, uh, yes, I think Carson Wentz is a decent stream this week. I think he can take advantage. He seems to take advantage of bad defenses, so might as well throw him in there against another bad defense. Yeah, I would agree. The Bears have actually been kind of respectable against quarterbacks, but I think that just is like more of a game script thing because they've been losing like every single game, so these teams will have to throw as much. But they've only allowed four touchdowns, and they've got five picks on the year. But they have played people like Trey Lance, 
again in a monsoon. Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't believe you still remember that. Yeah, week one. Either way, Trey Lance sucks. Um, Daniel Jones. <laughs> the only person who's really done good against them it was Aaron Rodgers. Because he owns to them. counter all that, that I just yeah, he does own them. But to counter <laughs> that, I would be, I'd be fine putting him in, man. Totally, he's a decent, decent little streaming option. Low end, but he's decent. Like, would you start him over uh, Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I would, because Matthew Stafford sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who are the Rams playing this week again? I forget. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, they play the Panthers, so no. Panthers. I'm starting Matthew Stafford over over Wentz right now. The Panthers are just god-awful. Who would you start Wentz over? Like Russell um, Wilson? Okay. Yeah, probably. Honestly. Um, there's a. I mean, there's a few guys. I mean... Again, it's a streaming option, so there's not a lot of guys you'd have to stream him over. Um, it kind of depends. Like, you know, maybe you were shit luck and you had Derek Carr and Trey Lance, and now Trey Lance is out, and you know you have Derek Carr on by. So there's probably not a lot of guys you need to stream him over. But you know, if you're playing that game, you know it's a decent play. All right, that's enough Carson Wentz talk for me for the next month. Uh, <laughs> what about Brian Robinson? He's definitely, I think, the guy in this backfield now. But uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of fantasy production out of the backfield, no matter who it is. Um, seems to be a bit of a committee. Brian Robinson didn't have a great game in his debut, fantasy-wise or in general. Um, what do you think about that backfield this week? Um, I think it is right. Brian Robinson's backfield, if I'm being completely honest. I understand he didn't do a ton last week, but he still led the, the backfield in carries. So um, I would expect him to, to have the same. And just because we do our starts of the week in the late games episode, and we're going to be recording that tomorrow night after the Thursday night game, I will say I have Brian Robinson as my start of the week at running back. Um, I think it's it's his backfield. I think he's going to come in and run all over the Chicago Bears. Ooh, bold. That's a good call. The, the Bears are allowing 124 yards a game, almost a touchdown, 4.7 yards a carry. If Brian Robinson um, happens to get a good amount of work, I could definitely see that happening. And his his low usage last week, I mean, it's his first week back after being shot. I, I totally see what's going on there. And he still had nine carries, so I think that's a pretty high likelihood that he's going to have a good game. Um, Jahan Dotson ruled out for the second straight week dealing with a hamstring. Um Last week, Diami Brown made a couple of really big plays, 105 yards on two tut and two tuds. I think on two receptions total. Yep. Um, I I don't believe Diami Brown does it again. I, I'm definitely not starting him, but uh, if you, if I had him on a roster, uh, but wh- what about you guys? I mean, is it just Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel this week that you can start? Hmm. I'd say more scary Terry. I'm I'm more comfortable starting Curtis Samuel still getting a good amount of targets and snap share, but his yards per catch is just kind of horrible. It's averaging around like seven, eight yards a catch. He's not getting very good looks right now. So scary Terry is the only one I'm really willing to put my name on this week. 
Honestly, that's interesting. I'm actually the other way around. I prefer the floor of Curtis Samuel over the up and down nature that Scary Terry gives you. I mean, Curtis Samuel is giving you, you know, almost nine targets a game. And Scary Terry just can't say that. And I don't know that that's just the way the place I'm leaning. I don't like the the yards that goes around with it. I mean, I think you're right there. But if I can get a guy who's getting, you know, almost guarantee you like six catches and 60 yards, um, I'm going to take those odds because there's a pretty good likelihood that he can, you know, get into the end zone. Scared of Terry, huh? I see. Hey, man, he's a, he's a scary proposition. Has been for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, on the Chicago side, David Montgomery came back last week. Looked uh, looked like he never was ever hurt. Um, took seventy five percent of the carries. Also had some good work in the passing game. He looked good. Um, at, at this point. In my opinion, obviously, I think Khalil Herbert stays on the bench. I think, you know, this team's going to do what they've done historically and lean on one running back as a workhorse, and that is David Montgomery until he gets hurt again. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I said it all offseason. He was going to get the majority carries when he's healthy, and that's just another victory lap for old Stinky Fingers. (laughs) Called it. Honestly, I'm even a little surprised. Because, you know, it was first game back. And I think Khalil Herbert's shown enough throughout his, you know, young career that to be a very talented guy. And I was thinking that maybe when he came back, they would give Herbert still a little bit more more work. And they just don't. Man, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like because the Hallises are still owners owners, and like everyone thinks back to um, to Walter Payton. And there's like, no, you have to have one running back. There's no such thing as running back by a committee. I don't know what it is, but I mean. It's it's the David Montgomery show, and it's not going to change like he's like you guys said until he gets hurt. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then uh, obviously we're not starting uh, anybody else on this offense because they can't really throw the ball. Uh, I mean, RIP only if you have a death commit. wish. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, David Montgomery, nobody else. Um. Forty Niners taking on the Falcons. Uh. In Atlanta. The Niners are six and a half point favorites. Over unders forty four and a half points. Um where should we start here? On the 49ers side of the ball. Uh it, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I stump you on that? <laughs> I'm like horse workhorse. Uh but they brought back Tevin Coleman. Um, <laughs> it's not. They put another horse in the running back stable. That's. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Kevin <laughs> Coleman's there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's more than just for, there. Uh, Jeff Wilson. He he's more than just there. He had eight carries and scored a touchdown. Um, we always say it. Kyle Shanahan loves to have his you know running back by committee back there and and Coleman's had some success in this offense as well in previous seasons so um I think Jeff Wilson is still a guy you would consider putting into your lineup but I think Tevin Coleman does eat into his touches pretty significantly actually I mean eight carries in the first game back I could see this being where Coleman gets 10 to 12 carries uh that'd be rough Coleman has been pretty nice though getting around like 16 carries a game and to be fair tevin coleman only scored uh through yeah he did score on the ground damn but on 23 yards one touchdown and he had three catches 44 yards and a touchdown 
I'm still leaning Jeff Wilson all the way. I got to see more out of Tevin Coleman. But you did prove a good point. He does love his running back by committee. Oh, Shanny over there. So, yeah, and, and Debo's still there as well. So, uh, I still think you can start Jeff Wilson in a pinch, but I'm not super excited to start him. Uh, it's kind of one of those situations. If you if you don't have anyone better, I guess, then go ahead. But um, he's top twenty. Yeah. I know. I mean, when, shitty this year. when he does get the ball, he he looks good. So, yeah. I mean, I would still be okay starting him. Just not super, super excited about it. Um, George Kittle, you know, has kind of been in the lost and found. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know. Does he have a good game finally against the Falcons this week? I mean, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, there's going to be a time for him to have a good game. It's got to be this one against the Falcons. The Falcons are really rough against tight ends, the fourth worst in the league. So, I mean, someone's got to uh, – there's going to be a time where he's going to break out. Maybe he's still dealing with the injury a little bit where it's slowing him down. But um, I think there's got to be a time he's going to do it. And honestly, I'm going to be in the camp that I think he's going to have a good game this week. That's a good point. If it's any week, it better be this week. And if it's not, you better trade that guy. You're sitting on a fucking dud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, Drake London was seen at practice on Wednesday after lipping off the field against the Bucks last week. Um, kind of been quiet the last few weeks, despite having the second highest target percentage in the league. Um, if he's coming in this game without a injury designation and is healthy, are we putting Drake London back into lineups? I no. would throw him in my flex. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just throwing notes <laughs> at each other. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's a low level flex in my opinion, just because of his usage and that big target percentage that he does have in that offense. He's really being held back by Marcus Mariota, which I hate to say. He's really been struggling last three weeks. And to be fair, they don't really throw the ball that much. Marcus Mariota's averaging like around, I'd say, just quick math, like maybe 24 attempts a game. They are not throwing the ball very much. But with his target percentage, very low-level flex. Yeah, that's why I'm saying no. That's why I'm saying no, though, is because that target share percentage is super deceiving because they the only team that throws the ball less than the Falcons are the Bears. So he's getting a ton of targets, but they're not when you're you only throwing the ball twenty four times. That's so a third of his targets are what it's like eight a game, which is good, but they're not down. They're not great down the field. Like he's just not getting open right now. So I think the target share doesn't really matter because of how you know little they throw the ball. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you. I would definitely, I think, be waiting and seeing with the Drake London train. Um, hopefully Ooh. you have some other options. I found what? something interesting I just want to say. Uh, the 49ers have allowed two passing touchdowns this year, and they happen to be to Justin Fields in week one. They haven't allowed one in the last four weeks. Wow. They are a stingy defense, so, yeah, not excited about starting any Falcons this week, including the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Pitts. 
missed last week's game, practiced in limited capacity on Wednesday with the hamstring injury. He's um fun little fact here. Pitts has scored more than three points just once this season. Whoa. So that's not good. And uh tough defense they're going against here with some capable linebackers. Um I I don't think I'm starting Pitts. I mean, you almost feel like you have to, but you don't have to. That's the thing. <laughs> but you don't have to. Yeah, I'd probably take back my Drake London thing, honestly, because the 49ers are so stingy. I talked myself out of it. What about Tyler Algier, though? Are we going to try any no. of these running backs? No? Tyler's Algier? Yeah, man, it's too tough of a matchup still right now. It's just, I mean, Tampa destroys running backs. It's not even, like, when you look at the stats against running backs, it's insane. Um, like, no one can run the ball on them. So, I will say this one thing about Pitts as awful as it's been this season the one weak spot for whatever reason tampa does have it is to the tight end position so they've given up more than 12 points a game to the position it's the seventh worst in the league and you might you know throw out there that oh well i'm sure they've played you know a bunch of good tight ends they actually haven't they've played one good tight end in, in travis kelsey who did have a good game against them but other than that um they've played nobodies so Pitts could have a chance. I don't know why they're weak against tight ends because of their linebacking co- group. They're both very fast, very capable cover cover guys. But um, I guess that's one little silver lining you could throw out there for Pitts this week. There's hope. You're telling me there's very a chance. Little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, maybe go tra- try to trade for uh, Pitts in a dynasty league, right, Tyler? You might get yep. a uh, you might get a bargain. <laughs> hey man, he Probably proposed to trade to me. On that. He proposed to trade to me. It uh, wasn't even even me. So, quit. I was going to give family. you Mike. I was going to give you Michael <laughs> Pittman, and you took Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I like that more. For a dynasty Fuck league, off. all day. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patriots taking on the Browns. Uh, Browns are two and a half point favorites. Over unders forty three and a half points. Damian Harris surprisingly listed as a limited participant at practice on Wednesday. Wednesday, um, he was apparently supposed to miss multiple weeks with a hamstring, uh, but the situation has gotten murky um, as we approach the weekend. Do you guys think Damian Harris has a chance of playing? Nah, it's Ramondre Stevenson seasons in. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it has begun. You're you're still uh you, you still don't think Damian Harris comes back or misses any time or does miss time? I think he's likely to miss this week, even if he is practicing in a limited fashion. And Ramondre Stevenson pretty much solidified the fact that he can get it done, so they have no reason to rush Damian Harris back. So this is a good week to start Ramondre. Definitely, I hate to say it, love me some Damian Harris, but not this week. Yeah, I have to admit, it seems weird that it was just reported on like Monday or Tuesday that they were expecting him to miss multiple weeks, and then all of a sudden he's practicing two days later. Um, right. It seems a little. It seems a little weird. Maybe it's just the Patriot way. You know, it's just him. You know, Belichick out there doing his thing with the uh, injury reports. He likes to kind of, you know, tweak them if you if you want to go that way. But um, I would be very Shake surprised if Harris plays this weekend. So. 
Yeah, Bill, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So um, he's doing, doing what he can. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, pretty popular waiver wire pickup this week uh, because of his usage. The targets have been nice. He had a big game last week. And the Patriots seem like they can throw the ball around a little bit more than they did last year. If you did pick up Jacoby or if you've been stashing him on the bench, are you chasing those points? and plugging them into your lineup. Definitely. I would. Um, I'll just say what I said in the waiver wire episode. You know, he has, he's only played three games, but he's got a good target share in those games, playing a good amount of snaps. And he had a good game with Mac Jones at quarterback in week two. And then he also had a great game last week with Bailey Zapp at quarterback. So I think that just kind of shows uh, he gets game planned into this and he's involved in their offense when he is active. He is, uh, limited practice participant though uh, today he should be likely uh, to play this weekend and if he's good to go I wouldn't feel bad about throwing him in my flex at all yeah I can um, on the other side oh, of the yeah. football on the other side of the ball obviously Nick Chubb you're you're playing Mari Cooper the pooper scooper He's had basically one bad game this season. I think uh, he's a pretty worthy flex play every week at this point. He's had two, but yeah, I agree oh, with sorry. you. He's had two. <laughs> no, yeah, he's definitely worth playing. And David Njoku is a must start every week, I would say. Yeah, he's he's been getting some good volume at the tight end position. Um, what about Kareem Hunt? Uh up and down, a couple of good games. It, it seems like a very boomer bust option at the running back position. You know, managers certainly don't have to force him into a lineup, but do you see this as a matchup where Kareem Hunt could get some good work, maybe sneak into the end zone? Man, you know, it's it's tough. So the weird thing is, like, I'm not sure how boomer bust he is because his actual, like, yardage is one of the most consistent things I've seen in recent memory um, is basically whether he scores a touchdown or not. If you look on the season, he has gone anywhere between 10 and 13 carries and has gained anywhere between 46 and 58 yards. Like that's about as tight of a, of a stat group as you can possibly get. And then his good games is when he scores a touchdown is bad. And then the, everything else is pretty mediocre. So I don't know what you can possibly do with him because you can't bank on the touchdown, but Honestly, this week I'm sitting him just because it's a tough matchup. Uh, as we've discussed, New England is traditionally good defense. Not so much this year, but they are still very stout against running backs. So I'm going to put Kareem Hunt on the bench this week. I totally agree. Patriots have not allowed a rushing touchdown at all this year. And they've only allowed the Ravens and the Packers to do good against them, against the ground. And even then, they, the Ravens only had 83 yards from their running backs on the ground. So, yeah, definitely I would avoid him for sure. Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat, you know. Um, very seems definitely touchdown dependent more so this week than than others. Um, and Nick Chubb is just, he's just an animal. Um, Jets playing the Packers. Packers are seven and a half point favorites. Over-unders 45 and a half points. Uh, Jets side of the ball, pretty easy. It's basically Brees Hall and no one else, right? Yeah. Yep. Halls to the wall. 
hauls to the wall. And, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we see some more consistency out of this passing offense. You know, Elijah Moore has is basically been non-existent, someone that people were uh, touting a little bit in the offseason because of his strong finish, but it just hasn't been there. Garrett Wilson, a great talent, but Zach Wilson is also his quarterback still, so it's, it's kind of been rough in that front. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can rely on any uh, either of the pass catchers there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers dealing with a thumb injury. He did miss practice um, this Wednesday. I, I doubt he misses the game. Um, LaFleur also said they're not really concerned about him missing the game on Sunday, so this offense should be operating as normal. Um, but where does that leave you fantasy-wise? I mean, it's been pretty inconsistent for the Packers. I mean, I, I, Romeo Dobbs still seems to be their number one receiver right now as far as production, targets, routes run, all that. I still think you can flex them, but it is scary because these guys just haven't been consistent at all. What do you guys think in the passing game? Man, I, I, I'm with you, man. It, it's scary. You don't know what to what to expect. You can't really expect anything. Um, I mean, he could end up having a big game. He could end up giving you absolutely nothing. So if you don't have a better option, um, I would, you know, you can throw him in your flex. I think there's probably better options out there. Or if you're looking for, you know, that boomer bust type of play, that guy that could win you your week, then go for it. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of leaning for, towards someone that might be a little more consistent. Yeah, you guys have been saying it perfectly. Uh, way too much inconsistency with his Packers offense. Even Aaron Rodgers, he's quarterback 18 right now. It's just like he, he's barely even startable, which is just crazy to say. The only person I'd really feel comfortable starting this week would be Aaron Jones. And if I, if I have to flex Dobbs, Dubs, Dubs, the Doobie Dooster, I, uh, <laughs> if I had to flex him, I would feel really iffy about it. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, Aaron Jones, definitely a, a start uh, week in and week out. He, he just has to be. But what about the other running back, A.J. Dillon? You know, it's been pretty disappointing. These running backs haven't been able to find the end zone as much as we hoped. Um, A.J. Dillon's touch percentage has dropped every game this season, starting at 65% in week one to 28% in week five out there in London. Can you start AJ Dillon? No, honestly, um, it's weird that I mean, week one it started off so great, like exactly the way we thought it was going to, and then he is like you said, his usage has gone down every single week, and pretty significantly, it was like sixty-five to fifty-one to forty-eight, forty-eight again, and then now to twenty-eight. So I'm sure this last week was a major drop off because of more of the game plan than anything, not so much what he is, but. You are seeing his his you know touch percentage drop below fifty percent on a consistent basis, and that's certainly worrisome, especially with how this offense is not running very well at the moment. Yeah, I think you got to sit him and wait and see, kind of what happens. Wait for him to have a big game, and then you know go from there. But uh, Jaguars taking on the Colts. The Colts are one and a half point favorites over under forty two points. Um. Uh, 
we have seen the backfield takeover happen in New York the last few weeks. Could the same thing be happening in Jacksonville? Travis Etienne has outsnapped and outplayed James Robinson in the last two weeks. This muddies things up in this situation as James Robinson was on fire, has cooled off. But now what are you doing with these two backs? Got to go with the hot hand. It seems like they like ETN right now for some reason. And it fucking drives me insane because James Robinson is such a good running back. But I, like right now, I'm not going to start Robinson just because he's not even playing 50% of snaps. And like you said, ETN's on the rise. You just got to roll with the hot hand in that offense, and it's ETN, at least in the backfield. Any thoughts, Ty? <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, Trey took took all the words right out of my mouth. He said it perfectly. <laughs> well done, Trey. Uh, Christian Kirk has been disappointing the last couple of weeks um, after his hot start to the season. Can he bounce back against the Colts? And are you putting him in a lineup if you do believe so? Yeah, I, I think you can. I mean, even after those, you know, a couple of down weeks, he only had, you know, l- less than nine points combined in the last two weeks. He's still wide receiver 19 on the season. That's how good he ha- he was to begin the season. Um, and they did play Indianapolis in week two, and he lit him up um, two touchdowns, 78 yards. So um, I expect more of the same. I think he gets back on track. And, uh, yeah, I think you can easily put him back in your lineup. Hopefully he does. He scored two of the three touchdowns that the Colts have allowed to receivers this year, which is pretty crazy. And yeah, I would roll with him just because of his usage. He's Christian obvious Kirk, wide receiver one. Christian Kirk or Jacoby Myers? Ooh. Jacoby Myers. Mm, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's quite the coin flip, Dude, honestly. Thinking. Um no one named gonna, Tyler, so it's gonna. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kirk. Uh, I, I've seen more usage and production from him on the season so far, um, even with those you know two duds of games he put up recently. Alrighty, uh, Jonathan Taylor did not practice on Wednesday. Still dealing with that ankle injury that kept him out last week. Uh, the other running back, Naeem Hines, practiced in a limited fashion while donning a no-contact jersey after sustaining a concussion on the opening drive last week. Both backs are questionable. Um, if both these guys sit, do you view Deion Jackson as someone you must start? I think you have to. Just If they're both out, you got to go with someone who's going to be one of the only running backs left on the Colts. And he did pretty good last week, you know, like five yards of carry and 13 touches. He got four catches, so they're comfortable throwing him the ball. Definitely not a bad person to throw in if Naeem Hines is out. We have both of them around. And I mean, they could, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, he's basically the only he's the only guy left, right? I'm sure they'll bring up somebody from the practice squad. I think they signed someone today, I believe. Uh, but regardless, Deion Jackson is the guy if both Taylor and Hines are out. Should be a very easy play, honestly. Yeah, I think if Naeem does play, though, you, you can't start either one of them, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Mm. I just think this offense has not been operating very well, and if Naeem's back, they're going to split time, and I don't think either one of them's 
super talented to where they can really, you know, take over a game. So I just think there's better options out there if Naeem Hines is playing. I think that's a fair point. I think I, I'd roll with you on that. I'd still take a coin flip on, on Deion Jackson. Uh, what about the passing game? Alec Pierce has led the Colts in receiving the last two weeks. Um, seems like he's developing a connection with Matt Ryan. He's a talented receiver. Um, how, how do you feel if you're the Michael Pittman manager? Are you worried? And what if you picked up Alec Pierce off the waiver wire this week? Are you playing him in this matchup? Well, I'll just say I have a bunch of shares of Michael Pittman across the seven leagues that I'm in this year. And I'm worried, um, not necessarily panicked though. He's still getting a good amount of targets. You know, eight targets last week, six targets the week before. Um, as long as the targets are still there, I'm still throwing Michael Pittman out there. And if Alec Pierce emerges, I think it's really just a good thing for Pittman in the long run because uh, these defenses won't be able to key in on him as much. So I'm not bailing on Pittman yet. Not my boy. <laughs> yeah honestly that's a good point um you know opening up the offense and making so they can't key on on Pittman is a very good point there I worry a little bit just because Pittman was getting so much usage um throughout last season and the beginning of this season so it's a little worrisome but I I kind of I think I, I like that kind of thinking where it just opens up the offense as a whole and eventually both of them are probably playable well, can Alec Pierce be the Josh Reynolds to Michael Pittman's Amon Ross St. Brown? You see what I'm saying? Is that <laughs> in that second guy? A little distraction? <laughs> could, yeah, it yeah could I mean, be. if the defense has someone else they have to key in on, it definitely makes a difference uh, in the game plan. So I, I would agree with that sentiment. Uh, Vikings taking on the Dolphins. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. The over-under is 45 and a half points. We haven't talked much about Kirk Cousins this season, as no one tends to do, uh, <laughs> but he he's doing his typical Kirk Cousins, you like that uh, thing. He's currently the QB 11 on the year, you know, always finishes in the top 12, seems every single year for quarterbacks, um, and he gets the Dolphins this week, who are giving up the four, fourth most points to the position. Do you view Kirk Cousins as a must start? I'd say, yeah. yeah. He's only had one really bad game this year, and it's only through three picks against the Eagles. Other than that, you know, his floor is around like 16 points, which gives him a higher floor than Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. No doubt. Absolutely. I honestly, I, um, I think Kirk Cousins ends up having a really good game. I think this is the game where he. It could be, you know, his game of the year potentially with uh, everything that's going on in Miami. Yeah, their offense is clicking. He's got good receivers. You know, he's got everything um, that he needs to have a successful fantasy day. So I, I agree with you guys. Um, Adam Thielen, dead last week. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you guys think Adam Thielen is, is worth a flex this week or any week? <laughs> it's super risky man KJ Osborne seems to slowly be getting more involved in this three wide receiver sets are finally coming about in this offense that we were talking about that was likely to happen all offseason and 
as long as KJ Osborne is starting to get more snap percentage slowly, I'm getting more weary of Adam Thielen. He's still getting a good yeah. amount of targets, though. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He's getting he's still getting more uses than KJ on a consistent basis. So, um, I think you can flex Thielen, kind of, but based it off of um, off of the matchup. Now against the uh, the Dolphins, I'm not sure how great that matchup is. They do have a couple of pretty good corners out there, and um, Byron Jones, and I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Uh, the one that's led the picks, led the league in picks for the last like four years running. Um, yeah, him. Howard. Yeah, Xavier Howard, thank you. That's the guy I was, was going to say. You're the guy that's supposed to know these things. Hey, sometimes, you know, they slip your mind. Um, but, I mean, I think you're going to end up seeing, as a lot of man coverage, I think, for Thielen and Jefferson with those two good corners out there. So I'm a little worried about that. This isn't the greatest matchup to have Thielen in your lineup. Uh, on the other side of the ball, might be a little bit worried because rookie Skylar Thompson's going to make his first career start against the Vikings this weekend. Both Tua and Teddy are ruled out of the game with concussions. Um, yeah, I imagine Miami's going to be pretty conservative with uh, anyone that goes into the concussion protocol for them for quite <laughs> some time. But uh, what do you expect out of the offense? Tyreek Hill has been in a walking boot or was in a walking boot after the game last week, but he's been practicing full. So he should be out there. Um, how do you guys feel about the, their two stud receivers, Hill and Waddle? You still have to start them even with Skylar Thompson as the quarterback. Yeah, I think you have to, this offense is too explosive. Even with Thompson, I, all I think what you're going to see is a lot more manufactured touches for Waddle and Hill. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be schemed specifically on each play to get open and like that's like gonna be Skyler's only only read so I think you can still start both of them um obviously I highly doubt either one of them is going to go out and have like a 20 point game but I think both their floors are still plenty high enough to have them in your lineup I would mostly agree I think Tyreek Hill is a somewhat quarterback proof but ever since Jalen or uh, Tua went down with that first concussion Jalen Waddle has not had very good numbers and I'm pretty concerned with that. So I like Tyreek Hill, not necessarily Jalen Waddle, which sucks to say. I mean, he's still like wide receiver six in the season, but that's from, you know, an, basically an insane three-week total of, you know, 55 points. In the last two weeks, he hasn't broke five fantasy points, hasn't broke 40 yards, hasn't had more than three catches in a game. Um, it seems like he's really struggling without Tua right now. Yeah, and the backfield is murky as well. Obviously, Chase Edmonds is no longer startable, maybe even droppable at this point. He's just um, not not playing very well. Uh, Raheem Mostert missed practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. He did play the whole game on Sunday, so it could be more of a rest day, but you should definitely keep a status uh, or keep an eye on his status going into the weekend. If he's healthy, is Raheem uh-huh. Mostert a starter? <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Little there. zipper sound effect yeah. there. <laughs> little joke. Yeah. I'll say this before we wrap up this game. Um, if there's any week that if you're a Mike Gesicki fan, and you want to take a flyer on him. Oh, just God. do it this week. I mean, That's maybe sucky. Hey, if you're feeling risky, feeling frisky, <laughs> get Gesicki. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, it's not a it's not the worst idea I've ever heard you say, so <laughs> it, it's wow. it's a super deep play, but if he has a good game, I wouldn't it be is. surprised, all right? <laughs> Yo, I know, and the thing is like I'm with you on that. Like if there is a week for him to have a good game, it might be this one just because of, you know, the rookie quarterback getting his first start. Uh that's pretty much it for this game. So you are starting Raheem Mostert after that since you just completely ignored that and just moved into Kasiki. Yeah, it's I mean I got I, I mean, I got you know, Trey came, came in with a, just an absolute counter hook shot. I had to, I had to <laughs> come back with it. Um, yeah, I know if most, if most are is healthy and he plays, you're going to play him. Um, there's not a choice. I'm just saying, keep an eye on his status. If he's out though, what do you guys think? Would you throw a chase Edmonds or no, you know, possibly a miles Gaskin in there? No. Does he still exist? He's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on the roster. And just, and just, Hey, I'm just gassing for a friend. Okay. Is this guy still around? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're like gasking for straws there. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not starting either one. Bengals at the Saints. Bengals are one and a half point favorites. Over under 43 points. T. Higgins missed practice Wednesday with an ankle injury he was dealing with last week. Definitely screwed. Uh, fantasy managers over by go ahead and 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 playing and then not playing. Um, what about Higgins this week going into the into the game with the Saints? I mean, if he's playing, you're starting him. You have to. Um, the offense is too explosive. See, Higgins is too talented. But I think the same can be said. If Higgins is out, then I think Tyler Boyd is an easy play to just put him in your lineup um, in place of Higgins, and he can also have a great game. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, bounced back last week in his revenge game against the Ravens. Six receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. Is he now a weekly streaming option? <laughs> since apparently he wasn't last week when I said that. I, I mean, <laughs> you said he was getting a ton of targets in the two games beforehand. He had not gotten a ton of targets, so he bounced back this week. A ton um, of tight end targets, which is a small number, typically. I think he had like four total targets in the two games combined. That's, okay, he had that's six. a lot. If your name yeah. isn't Travis Kelsey. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he bounced back. He did get seven targets in, in his last game. So, uh, there, I, I, for a streaming option, yeah, I mean, you, there's, you know, less or worse plays out there than Hayden Hurst for sure. He was on the injury report today, though, with a groin injury. Hayden Hurst or Mike Gesicki? Hurst. Hurst. <laughs> I know. I, just <laughs> <did it. laughs> I already do. <laughs> He's trying to catch it. We're slipping. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston practiced in a limited capacity for the New Orleans Saints on Wednesday after missing the last two weeks with the back fractures uh, and an ankle injury. Um. This offense obviously just completely leaned on Taysom Hill. Um, Alvin Kamara had a good game last week as well. Uh, but Winston is expected to play this week. Yes? It certainly is leaning that way. So, I mean, this is his first practice experience in, you know, two or three weeks. So I would lean towards him playing. And if that's the case, Taysom Hill, who was a big waiver wire guy this week as well, 
uh, it gets a little little hairy there if uh, if Jameis is back and playing the whole game. I don't think I'm starting Taysom. Oh, with their injuries, their wide receiver. It could be interesting to see how they adjust. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm they at. They might have to lead well. on them. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it as well. Um, and I think they're going back. I mean, Taysom Hill is one of the best playmakers in the league, let alone just on this team. Um, I think they're you know rediscovering that like they can use him all over the field and he can be productive for them. So even with the if Winston comes back and even if the receivers come back, you know Thomas and and Olave, uh, Jarvis Landry, if they all come back too, I think you're still going to see Taysom Hill have pre-designed set of plays. You know maybe it's 15 a game that are meant just for him, just to get him involved in the game plan because he's that type of playmaker. You just want to have you know have the ball in his hands. Yeah, and I guess yeah. I mean if you don't have a better option at tight end, if if you're just streaming the position, then probably no better stream than Taysom since he doesn't play tight end. He plays running back slash quarterback. So um pretty good upside like, there. Taysom Hill is literally the reason why they you they have the term flex play. Because he's literally plays all the position. Yeah. If you don't have um, one of the top four tight ends, you have to start Taysom Hill. I'm just being honest. Um, Michael Thomas seems to probably be out still. He's still not practicing, dealing with the foot injury, but Alave is quickly processing or progressing through the concussion protocol, um, and processing thoughts clearly. So, um, <laughs> has a good chance to play this weekend. If he is cleared and, and playing and active, are you starting him with or without Jameis? I think you have to. He's get his target share is insane. Um, ever since Michael Thomas has gone out, so uh, yeah, I think you absolutely have to have Olave in there. Yep, he's got the target share and the air yards. It's all just it's got to just come together for him. All right, the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, taking on the New York Giants. The Ravens are six point favorites. The over under is forty five points. Rashad Bateman still missing practice. With the foot injury that kept him out against the Bengals last week, um, even before the injury, Bateman did have a couple stinkers. Um, I think I'm looking to bench Bateman again this week. What about you guys? I think even if he's healthy, I, I think it's a sketchy start. Yeah, oh, God, I hate to say it, but yeah, yeah, he's not he's not picking up on those. On all those uh, targets that we were expecting him to, so a uh, little, little disconcerting. Discon- but yeah, I think at this point, until we see something better, like you have to, you have to sit him. All right, and uh, on the other side of the ball, it's Saquon Barkley, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it for the Giants. Yeah, but um, if Rashad Bateman does miss. This game, Devin Duvernay is a pretty nice flex play, I would say. Uh, for some reason, when he does get, he just happens to do better than Bateman. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works out, but he does. So, definitely someone worth looking at. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a good point. Definitely valid. Um, you got to throw the ball to someone besides Mark Andrews. So, uh, Buccaneers taking on the Steelers. For our last early window game here, the Buccaneers are eight-point favorites. The over-under is 44 points. Uh, Chris Godwin limited at practice on Wednesday with a hip issue. 
He's already dealt with a bum hamstring, still recovering from the ACL. Um, it's really been a long road of injuries here for for good old Chris Godwin. Uh, but he does seem likely to play this weekend. When he does play, it's really been mediocre um, for what we expect out of Chris Godwin and his talent. So what are you doing with with Chris Godwin? Are you keeping him on your bench if he's healthy and playing? Are you starting him no matter what? What do you guys think? He's a flex play for sure if he is healthy enough to play. I mean, his numbers have been dismal, but he's also missed two games. First game, he didn't even play the entire game. But the two games that he did get a good amount of snap percentage, he still had nine points in a half-point PPR league. So it's not a horrible floor, and we know what he's capable of, so I'd give him another chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's too good of a talent that if he's in the lineup, you're going to throw him in there. Um, also, a very, very good matchup. The Steelers are dead last in points to receivers on the season, so a lot of points to be had and had for them this week. Yeah, Josh yeah, was... Allen just ripped him apart. <laughs> yeah, he'll do that to you. Um, Mike Evans, obviously, you're starting. He's good to go, but Julio Jones and Russell Gage... Julio dealing with a knee, Russell with an ankle. Both did not practice Wednesday. Does not look good for them uh, in terms of playing this weekend. So that could also help the case for Chris Godwin uh, with limited targets in the passing game. Um, Yeah, those guys are probably going to be out. You shouldn't be looking to start either one of them anyway, in my opinion. Um. Other side of the ball, Deontay Johnson left practice early Wednesday with a hip injury, but said after that, after practice, that he was fine um, and just took a knee to the hip, needed to, to chill for the rest of the day. So Deontay should be good to go. But is he good to go into your lineups? No. Fuck. fuck yeah. Fuck this whole <laughs> offense, dude. So disappointing. <laughs> uh, the only person I even like on this offense right now is Pat Firemuth, and even he hasn't been as consistent as you would like him to be. He's the only person I would even consider starting right now. George Pickens put up some some decent numbers as of late. Seems oh, yeah. To- Honestly, I forgot about George. I was focusing on these guys. Yeah. Uh, but what are you doing with Najee Harris? It's been, I mean, been pretty pretty terrible. You probably have to play him. Trade him. Um, <laughs> there's that you could trade him if you can get an offer for him. Um, yeah, I don't. You probably ha- again. You have to play him just because of where you draft him at. Uh, more than likely, you had him in the first uh, or or you know the beginning of the second round. And the chances of you having somebody that's better than him um, to throw into your your starting you know RB one or RB two is is slim. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't expect much, especially against Tampa. Yeah, really tough matchup. Uh, not been playing well. His yards per carry is very, very low. The offensive line sucks. The quarterback play has been not great. It's just a lot of, a lot of negative uh, things, a lot of negative variables right now for this offense. So it's tough. Yeah, just Pickens and Firemuth. I, I can't believe I forgot about Pickens. But yeah, he's definitely worth starting. Firemuth. Um, also missed practice on Wednesday with a concussion that he suffered last week. So his backup, Zach Gentry, also did not practice. So the rookie sixth-round pick and little brother of Cameron Hayward, Connor Hayward, 
could be in line for his first career start at tight end. So, Trey, I guess I'll ask you, since you're high on Fryer Muth, would you consider starting uh, old Hayward Jr. there if um, if Fryer Muth's out? Only if you're really struggling at tight end. I wouldn't be comfortable doing it. And um, I'm very forgetful today, but I uh, we talked about this on our waiver wire episode that Pat Firemuth has had three concussions now in you know a year yeah. and a half of football. He is pretty far, like far along in the concussion like protocol recovery, so you got to really keep an eye on if he's going to play or not. And if he doesn't play, if you're really struggling at tight end, I guess you could do that and just hope that he get lucky with a rookie quarterback throwing to the tight end. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm starting younger Hayward. <laughs> I think there's got to be another option out there for you uh, if you're relying on on Fryermuth. But yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That's uh that's it for that matchup. Yeah, that's all she wrote. Yes, sir. All right, well, that does it for all the early window games, so um, make sure you tune in to our next episode, which will be all the late window games and our starts of the week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. If you have any questions, you can always shoot them there, and we will try to answer them um, as best as possible. Uh, but thanks for listening. Like, subscribe maybe a rating of five stars or more, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Later. Yeah, five stars or more. That's it. Bye.